Hey guys, welcome back. This is Cortehe, Cortehe.com as today. This video is pretty much gonna be about the playoffs, meaning the playoff brackets and what I'm hoping to see from each series, from each conference. So as you don't even know, if you have not checked out the first video that's titled if you're on the website Playoffs and Awards. Just breaking that down, or if you want on YouTube or wherever you got it from, I broke down the awards, but mainly the playing tournament, the playoffs, and who I saw was going to win. Now, today I've seen how game one went and game two went so far of each uh, series. Right, we still have some like the Wizards, Philly, and different things like that. Where we've not gotten a feel of Game Two, but I've seen Game One, and trust me, I've had a lot of say on that in the past few days. But then we've seen games like Brooklyn Celtics. Um, what was their series? Oh yeah, Bucks against Heat. We've seen things like that to see, to say, whoa, this is happening. X is happening. So what's gonna happen? So basically. Long and short of this video, I'm going to be bringing my top three brackets that I put together for the pause. I'm going to review them all. And real quick, if you are listening to this or watching for that matter on YouTube, Daily Motion, or Rumble, each time I talk about a new bracket, you'll see that on your screen to follow along. Um, if you're listening to the audio version, pay very close attention, my, my friend. But with further, without further ado... Let's jump right into this. Now, real quick. This is the most important thing, I think, that anybody can ever benefit from. That's not woke. That's not political. That's just strictly basketball. We're running something right now. And this is going to be here for the long haul. So this is not like a special one-time get. No, this is for everyone. Whether they just figured out how to get to our website, just found this out by doing some Google searches, or you've been a loyal fan of our site and what we've been producing over the past year. Well, we're having an exclusive membership. It's called the Elite Membership. And with that, you get all these awards, all these perks for just $3 a month. But the first month is only $0.99. Cents. You may be like, Wow, that's going to be a lot of money each year. Well, here's the thing. Money, when you make exchange for something, like say you give me free bucks, what you're getting is going to be the ultimate reward. So here we go. I'm going to break it down. There's a lot. So I would encourage you to look down at the links below. One link will send you to the form to get registered and will do that with your card. The other is breaking down what you get in the Elite Membership. So here, I'm just going to run it by real quick. Each month, you get four exclusive content articles that may be talking about a player, a team, um, something cool about the NBA. These in-depth articles that you'll never be able to see on the web, breaking down each thing about current news that goes really in-depth, showing you how they can win games, doing these different things that not even the top NBA analysis are doing. We you can see all these different things like if you look at our basic, our basic long form of who is Jason Tame, we have had many, 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 many um 
exclusive articles done on that that break it down even further and have the chances what the Celtics have and so much more. Let's get back on topic. Remember, four exclusive articles per month. That means one will be sent to you each week. That would be on the website or emailed directly to you. We'll begin to add in a minute. Next, you'll be getting four personalized coupons each newsletter. Yes, every time you get a newsletter, you'll be receiving four personalized coupons. And that brings us to our next thing. You'll be getting two newsletters, one every Friday morning and Sunday morning. The one on Sunday morning is like the huge newsletter, like where it has the exclusive content, two sub articles down there, and just tons of coupons with our podcast direct link to that and different things like that. Then the one on Friday morning is one breaking down all of our content of product. What we're selling, what our best deals are, more coupons for you to save. And we're not talking about these coupons just being 10% off. No. We're talking about these coupons being 60, 70, even 75% off. And you don't even have to put you don't even have to spend a lot of money when you do that. Because who wants to spend more money, right? So the perks are here, the rewards are here, and for three bucks a month, your first month being only 99 cents, and we're not rounding up, trust me, it's 99 cents for we charge. It's such a great deal because these are things that not, no one from the NBA, no analysis, no writer is discussing, producing, or even having a thought of, this is not being pulled from the web. This is our content creators getting the best for you guys and making sure that these long-form, in-depth articles are here, broken down, and able to actually benefit you so you're able to follow an NBA, but without having to search every single article website so it's all right there and it's a very very good deal i would highly recommend you checking those out down the link below and you can do that if you're listening on soundcloud itunes spotify wherever more youtube rumble daily motion all right down just in the description okay so one last thing before we jump into the playoffs Meaning the puff bracket to one not because I have so much good content I want to get to today that focus on the puffs and just the awards because our two awards been um, happening been announced like most improved player and then the sixth man of the year award now I'll address those winners in a little bit as you've already known from us coming out of that content and other people so so real quick. You may have been seeing these abnormal spikes in our video and content uh, production, meaning how much we're producing, how much we're scheduling. And here's the reason why. And this week in particular, why you've seen a video almost consistent every single day, regular to normal schedule Monday or Friday. It's because so much is happening in NBA right now that we need to break down the topics most significant and the topics that are geared towards the benefit of understanding the pause because the playing tournament, the pause have been the most complicating things ever because so many moving parts are happening. So that is why almost every single day you're seeing one to two content videos 
coming out. Reason why? Just because of how much uh, NBA games are being played and how much is being on the line for each game. So with that being said, let's jump into the bracket. So like I said in the intro before, it seems like a minute one or two, I can't remember, it's somewhere. Um, I talked about having free brackets, free playoff brackets, correct? And I wanted to see how best I can accurate predict these because the first bracket I did, this was before the first game. The second bracket I did after game one of each series. Game av- now, uh, dur- um, after game two or before game two, depending on which teams have played, I made the third bracket. And I actually, I actually believe the f- the first and third bracket will be the most accurate. So, first up, let's start the first bracket. And let me just say this. When you're looking at these games, when you've seen these games played, here's a great example. Celtics against the uh, Nets. That game right there has been interesting. Very, very interesting se- uh, series as the Celtics have not been who I thought they were going to be. Um, to be honest, um, the Nets, the, I knew the Nets were going to be a powerhouse because when you have Blake Griffin, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, um, Kevin Durant, and at one point on Marcus Aldridge, sadly due to injury that he was no longer able to go there, and he had a retired Corrending, um, uh, I want to say heart, I can't, I can't remember, it was a health condition, I apologize on that one. But basically, the Nets were set up for victory, not failure. And the Celtics have had a horrible run this season, going 500 this season, I believe 36 and 36. Um, and, and they did not have a good showing, not at all. And I, and I was not too thrilled. I wasn't thrilled at all. I was more disappointed because due to COVID and injuries, They've just been plagued and destined for a horrible season. And it's showing against one of the best teams in the NBA right now. So, with that being said, you're going to see many predictions that I hold right now is going to be blowouts. It's just going to be entire sweeps. So, with that being said, let's actually go to our first one, which would be Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to start on week so that. Uh, I'll actually start in the Western Conference. So, first of all, let's just go to our first matchup. So, if you remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, Daily Motion, or even Rumble, look on your screen right now and you'll see the first bracket. And the first bracket we'll have is the one that I predicted before the pause even began. After the playing tournament, obviously. So first of all, we're gonna look at you. Uh, we're gonna look at Utah Jazz against the Memphis Grizzlies. I actually have Memphis going in six, and you may be saying that's the most stupidest thing ever because of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert that the Jazz cannot fail. However, in Game One, we saw Donovan Mitchell not there, ankle injuries. He was very upset about that. They was not able to participate in that. And that cost the Jazz the loss, right? So they lost that first game. The Grizzlies took it, which was huge for them since 
the Grizzlies may be, I don't know, may be destined for a loss in game two just because Donovan Mitchell's coming back. But don't quote me on that. But here's the thing. I fully expect the Grizzlies to win because Donovan Mitchell's ankle is not going to be fully healthy. He's been dealing with ankle injuries these past few weeks. He's been dealing with an injury that's been just plaguing his playing time. Right, and here's the problem. When you have an ankle injury, you're like one of those players that's hardcore cutting, that's doing all those drill moves, that has to be playing his ankles. Pretty much everyone in the NBA that has to play on their feet, right? That's going to be wear and tear, and especially for what he does. That's going to bring wear and tear to that injured ankle. So we don't know if we're going to see many restrictions, if we're going to try to see caution, optimism that he's going to pause minutes and try to succeed the best they can. I don't know. That's going to be up to the head coach, of course. But here's the thing that I know. Rudy Gobert is a defensive guy and a rebounding guy. He's not this sharpshooter, shooting guard, point guard. It's more like a center to me. He's like one of those big guys that's able, like a power, I don't know, it's like a forward. I don't know. I don't know, maybe like a power forward. I don't know. I might be pushing it, but Rudy Gobert is an amazing player defensively and even offensively in the paint. But he's not Donovan Mitchell, where he's able to assess the court, have awareness, be that shooter that's going to be consistent enough. And the Jazz, they don't have many players like that. They have good players, but not Donovan Mitchell stat players, right? But the Grizzlies, they have Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks have been riding off games, especially against the Warriors. John Morant been a critical piece. Um, against the Warriors lately, against whatever team they had to go up against in the playing tournament, or even now, they showed that in Game One, even with uh, def- uh without Donovan Mitchell team, like the uh, I'm sorry, without Donovan Mitchell being on that team for Game One, right? So it shows in Jonas V. I can't pronounce his last name from my eyes. So I'm not going to butcher it. Jonas B. Is an amazing reborn monster. He's able to attack the rim, able to get those boards, play hard. The dude has height and strength for days. It's pretty impressive when you watch him. I've watched him before. I was blown away. So, I'm actually taking Memphis. Long story short, winning six, uh, winning six games, four to two. Because I believe that the Grizzlies actually be winning game two just because Donovan Mitchell will be coming back. In a few weeks, like it'll been a lot of games that he missed. Ankle's not going to be the uh, ankle's not going to be fully healthy. If I had to get percent, I would say sixty percent is going to be healthy, right? The team's going to rely on Mitchell. Mitchell's not going to come up this game. That's going to drop them the zero and two. Grizzlies two and zero. Um, then we might see him two and one. Then three and one. Then three and two, then Grizzlies just cap it off at four and two. That's how I'm seeing it. Okay, real quick, we're gonna go. Remember, if you're on our screen, but we're gonna go down to the bottom game. That was the eight. That was the one and eight seed matchup. Now we're gonna go down to the four and five seed matchup. This one, this one's an interesting one. And if you already know where we're going with this, the Clippers last night. 
lost to Don, um, Luka Doncic, poor Zingas' team, but mainly Luka Doncic's team, right? Who went off for 39 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. This is not looking good for the Clippers. This experiment with PG-13 and Kawhi to call and Ty Lue have not been working. Even with the help of Sergi Baca, Patrick Beverly just has not been working. I don't know if they're missing someone. I don't know if it's a chemistry issue. These guys should be working because they're talented enough. But the truth, but the but true, I don't know. But the truth is, PG thirteen has never been the same since that ankle slash broken leg injury. Correct? And the call, Kawhi Leonard's an amazing player. He's shown now when he was with Spurs, Toronto, and I believe even. Even now, they had their ups and downs, especially with Doc Rivers leaving uh, post uh, their loss to the Nuggets in the Western Conference round against the Nuggets when they lost out Leavers. It seems like they were up 3-1, lost it 4-1, 4-3. Still don't know how that happened. But yeah, that was not good. We pretty much crushed the Clippers. But long story short, I'm actually taking the Mavericks in five. Here's how I think it's going to go. I think the Mavericks are going to go up by three. Because the Mavericks are going to be having home court advantage for game three. So I think I'm going to take the Mavs going up by three. And then the Clippers will be coming, will be coming back. They'll win that game. Try to prolong it, but then Luka Doncic will just dagger them, will just go torch them, will just go off for about 40 points, call that game, and move on to the next round. That's how I'm really feeling about it, because whether you win game three or game four, doesn't matter. The Mavs are going to beat you, because that's a team you can't let go up to. Two nothing, correct? When you're down 2-0, and you don't know what to do because you can't stop uh, Luka Doncic and your two main stars aren't producing what you thought they were going to produce in the puffs. That's a problem. And we can say, look at the Clippers in the regular season. The Clippers have just never really converted in the playoffs. This season and the past season just as a recent memory reference. And that can be a problem. That showed last season. And now we're getting fans back into the arena. You would see now jolts of life back into them. But let's just see because the Clippers are so bad. In their past five playoff games, they have been 0-5. 0-5 in their past five playoff games. So from this round to, the, uh, to last year's playoffs with the Nuggets, boom. When they went 3-1, that was it. When they won Freedom 1, that was the last time they won. And then, boom, the Nuggets took over. Now the Mavs are taking over. There's something wrong. There's something really wrong with the way the Clippers are playing, and it's showing. So, long story short, I'm taking Luka Doncic's uh, Mavericks all the way in five games. We'll see. it probably go. I'm just going to start from the beginning, 0-0. Zero, zero. It goes Mavericks, 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 Clippers, then Mavericks. Because even if you win a game, it's not like you're going to be repeating anything. 
because you're not going to be able to win four straight games. That would be a miracle unto itself. So, that is who we have. And that's who... It's just like, it's either going to be a sweep or in five. I don't think the Clippers can make a run for it. You are, I believe they are lost um, at their home. At their home arena. That's not good. You lost home court advantage. So now it's like one of those things to where you have to win at least one to give some hope of a feel-good playoff game. And no one's going to feel good anyways. But, yeah. End storm. Luka Doncic wins it. They go on. They'll either face the Grizzlies or uh, Utah. But going off my bracket, they'll face the Grizzlies. Which will be an interesting matchup, personally. And we'll take it from there. And we'll see what the Clippers do. Because the Clippers post. So, the, even if the, let's just say even the Clippers won first round. It wouldn't even matter. Here's why. Because Kawhi Leonard's contract is coming up after this postseason. After this season, in this offseason. And we'll have to assess. Will he go? Will he stay in California? Will he will still want to be in Los Angeles? And if so, would he want to go join the Lakers and see if they can form a big free of their own with AD, LeBron, then the call? To be honest, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But right now, it's not looking good for the Clippers' future, and I think this poor experiment is coming to a halt after this season. Okay, moving on, going down our row, we have the third and sixth seed matchup. Boy, this is um this is this was hard for me to choose in my first bracket. Why? Because you have the Trailblazers, you've Dame Time, you have uh Carmelia, and you have CJ McCall. Those are three really good players who know how to score who know how to rebound. One's a very big man. One, both, uh, two out of the three know how to shoot the ball consistently. Two of the three are really good three-point shooters. And all three have a good mid-range game. So we're very excited to see them battle out. But then the other end, you have the Nuggets. The Nuggets have potential MVP to kill Jokic, whom I'm taking to be the MVP. Is there going to be Joel Embiid or Jokic? I'm taking to kill Jokic all the way. Different conversation. Um, probably going to be later in this video. Um, then you have Aaron Gordon. The freshly squeezed Aaron Gordon who they traded for. Uh, I was... I was uh, yeah. Um, I, um, Aaron Gordon... I don't have much to say about you because oh, you pretty much killed your career. And now it's just like you're just a rebounding guy, dunk guy. It's what we remember you as. And then Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's injured. He torn his ACL. He torn his ACL against the Warriors a few weeks ago with 59 seconds remaining. He's done for the season, obviously, because he can't play for the 20 ACL as you're Philip Rivers, right? So, so even though you have the Nuggets losing one of their good stars, you still have Jokic and you still have Wes Worth, you still have Aaron Gordon, you still have Michael Porter Jr., G uh, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., right? 
then you still have your good, then you still have your good bench players, correct? So I believe this is going to go to all seven games. I believe both teams are going to give it all they have. And remember, the series is now tied one and one. Jokic will on display. What the Portland Trailblazers did was they did not play in defense, but they did play heavy offense. And they did all the right things on offense. Damian Lowe was shooting the ball perfectly. Couldn't ask anything better from him, correct? Besides the team not wanting to play defense. And that, to me, was upsetting because he could have went up 2 nothing, But because he don't want to play defense, and really, Portland's never played defense before. And I don't expect him to start playing defense. And it was because those were offensive guys, really. And... That's what happened in game one, where Jokic just went off for a huge game, and it was followed by Michael Porter Jr. And those two were the ones to say, okay, okay, we got something, we got something. And then that made the series really interesting, because the Nuggets have to show something good since the last season. And this season, they have a lot of riding on them. Not to go for the NBA Finals, but to say, what can they do without Jamal Murray? What, where would they go after this season? Are the Nuggets even relevant? And those questions have been popping up from last season against the Clippers to now. So if you're, so if you're Denver and if you're Portland, this game, this series is going to go all the way to the end, to the finish. This is going to be a seven-game bout. And I'm actually going to have the Denver Nuggets picking up the final win. I believe we're going to get the free-free, that final game, Jokic is just going to go out. I think everyone's going to go out, but then at the end, we could see it's going to overtime, who knows? We could see a complete ball, who knows? We could see a really tight game where the game winner comes down to game time or Jokic or MPJ. Who knows? But for right now, I'm picking Denver. I'm picking Denver to beat Portland. I'm taking number three seed to beat six seed. And I'm gonna ha- and I'm gonna have him go up against whoever wins the Phoenix or Lakers uh, Laker battle. And speaking of that, the final one of the Western Conference is this one. And for the first round, that's the Lakers against Phoenix. And um, boy, oh boy, um, this one, this series is gonna be interesting. I um I put I posted the video yesterday about the Suns winning game one and what they needed to do to win game two. I always said the Lakers they're good they're not going to play the same way they did in game one. Anthony Davis went off for thirty some odd points, um many many rebounds. Andre Drummond had a double double in the first uh, half. You had LeBron James hitting daggers at the end of the game, right? Hitting uh, free-pointers, sliding free-pointers, fadeaway shots, controlling what he wanted to. You had KCP, THT, Alex Caruso, Dennis Schroeder playing as a good bench, playing as the team that they used to play as. And it was not their best game ever, their greatest game ever, but they capitalized on the mistakes that the Suns had, and they capitalized on having momentum of being up by 13, Losing it, but then the fourth quarter just obliterating them just to get the win. What I mean by fourth quarter, I mean with four minutes and 17 seconds remaining. 
And if you think I'm kidding about the time, uh, with me doing the precise time, I'm not looking it up because I watched the entire game and the Suns were not in it. Chris Paul was not in it. Chris Paul had to sit nine minutes before coming back in. And now it's like way into the second half. He he didn't look his good form. Devin Booker didn't look his good form. Cameron Payne put him 19 points, but he was out of control and reckless. When taking unnecessary freeze, going 120 miles per hour down the lane and missing opportunities. And a lot of people are saying that because if you have 98.7, uh, the Arizona Sports Channel, they were saying a lot of that same stuff. Like just you know, I was, I was even talking about that yesterday. Like, pain, right? He's taking on certain shots. It was not worth it. Find Devin Booker. Find DeAndre Ayn. DeAndre Ayn could, could not be stopped. Fact. During that first half, he went, he never missed a shot. Went in the paint. Just didn't. Not in the first half, anyways. And that was a huge mistake. And then, did some defensive errors. We saw defensive errors from the um, Suns that the Lakers were to capitalize on. They had many turnovers. And they had many foul troubles. Please, somebody tell Jay Crowder and Dario Sargic to quit fouling everybody. I'm crying out loud. We Crowder had two fouls within the first four minutes. Not even kidding. And fouls were happening left and right. And it was just annoying. Because they were getting to the foul line. Anthony Davis was converting off his free throws besides two, I believe. We had these. We had Dennis Schroeder making his way to the line. We had all these different guys going to the line. It was insane. And then turnovers. Sloppy passing all the way. Without Chris Paul, our transition to the basket, to the hoop, to whoever was sloppy, we were just passing him to the Lakers at that point. It was really bad. Even Chris Paul had a few bad ones. But you got to remember, he couldn't use his injured arm, that stinger of an arm, because he came down with a stinger issue in his sho- in his right shoulder slash right arm, and it pretty much paralyzed him from having no good time in that game and allowed him not to score and so not to be productive just because what can you do when you're only playing with one good arm and it showed in those 20 some odd minutes he played in but yeah, a lot of mistakes I said what need to be said I said that the Warriors uh, the Lakers were going to correct themselves that the Suns were going to have a tough time and they did so now you're going to go down to the Lake, uh, lake Shows area into L.A. and play them for home court, at their home court. You need to win one of those games, preferably game four. Always win game one and game four is perfect. Winning game three is awesome just to go up two to one. Preferably, I like to, for them that win to both of those games, but preferably the first one. Why? Because you got to go two one. So at least when they win that game at home, because you're going to win one out of two. You don't want to go down to free one. If you go down to free one, horrible position to be in. Why? Because if you do that, that's where the Lakers will just kill you, spike you for the one, and you won't be able to do anything about it because they did that last season. It's been proven every single time, right? So here's the thing. 
They need to win that game. So at least two and two, they get to go back to Phoenix. They win that one. They always got to be a game in front. Force this thing. And as crazy as it sounds, the mistakes, everything that's happening, I don't find an issue. I find an issue, but I believe we can build off of these issues and making the mistakes into successes. That's how I really believe it. So you may think I'm crazy, but I'm going to say it anyways. I'm taking Phoenix in my first bracket out of three by six. I believe that it's going to go Phoenix, L.A. Um, Phoenix, uh, oh, man. It's, t- it's tough. Now. Yeah, it's going to go Phoenix, L.A., L.A., Phoenix, Phoenix, boom. And the rest was history of Phoenix, right? That's how, that's, how, that's how I want them to do it. It's probably not going to be that way. It could be a game six for the Lakers. could be a game six for the Suns. Or it could be a Sun-Death match for game seven. But that's my bracket. And that's who I'm having going into the second round. Into the semi-conference final. Uh, to semi-conference round. So, that's where we're at. And if you look at the brackets right now, we'll see... We'll see at the 8th seed and the 5th seed, that'll be Memphis against Dallas. And then we'll have the 3rd and 2nd seed go, which would be Denver and Phoenix. Just going off by my bracket of the 1st of 3. Right, so we have these two matchups now. What? So, let's start with the 3rd and 2nd seed and just work our way up. If Phoenix able to go on, let's just say they hold on against the Lake Show. Let's say Denver's able to hold on. I don't believe Denver's going to be able to have enough firepower, enough defense against what the Suns can bring, what the Suns can withhold, withstand, right? I don't think so. I think Phoenix going to take this in the in five. I think it'll be a 4-1, close to a sweep. We'll take it. Phoenix is going to win. Why? Because I think Phoenix is going to be that dominant. I think if it's Phoenix against the Nuggets, Phoenix is going to outmatch them with a somewhat healthy Chris Paul, with a healthy uh, DeAndre Ayn, with a healthy Devin Booker, with a healthy bench. Cameron Payne, I don't know what he's doing, but he's getting 19 points. So we'll take that. Darius Sarjic's here. Jake, John Crowder is here. So we have moving pieces in the Nuggets have an okay bench, semi-good bench, right? They have a good player in Nikhil Jokic, a great player in Nikhil Jokic, by the way. Um, they have a good player in Eric Gordon. Don't know how much room you're going to be able to get for him to make something happen. Because remember, you can't build a team around him. Really can't. And Michael Porter Jr. could put up at least 15 to 20 points. So here's the thing. The Phoenix will be able to outmatch them. If they defend correctly, you'll be able to outmatch them. Height's pretty much there for both teams. So height won't be a challenge for anybody. It would just come down to execution and how much or how badly banged up each team is. Especially for the Suns because they need Chris Paul. And we're having talks about Chris Paul sitting. And if we were going to sit Chris Paul just because of the injury, it should have been yesterday's game. Not game three, not game four, not game five, not game six, nor game seven. We make it up there. I'm, j- I'm just saying, but that's another conversation. So, 
for another day. But so here's the thing. Suns, Nuggets. I'm taking the Suns within five because they have the better matchups, better players, better durability, better head coach, better scheme, and better just will to play. So I'm going to take them within five. And when you're looking at this, on paper and on court, you have to take the Suns. It would be ridiculous if not. Okay, moving towards the... Memphis against Dallas series, which would be the eighth and fifth seed. Look, I'm um oh boy. Uh, here's the sweeps that I was talking about in my brackets. I am taking Dallas in four. Dallas in four. If they make it past um the Clippers, which is pretty probable, and Grizzlies against Utah. I'm taking Dallas in four because I think Luka Doncic will just go off. I don't think the Grizzlies will be able to have much of a fighting chance. And that's that. I think the Mavs will pull on a great show. The Grizzlies are still part of a rebuild team. Remember, this was a team that was not supposed to make the playoffs. The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were not supposed to be. But thanks to the playing tournament, they somehow willed their, uh, somehow willed their chances to higher probability because you won those two games. And you're in. Thanks to that playing tournament. Like I covered in a video yesterday. Two, two, uh, two days ago. Or even on that exclusive content. Uh, membership. I was talking about that in the playing tournament. So. I'm taking Dallas in four. I, I'm not saying it's all going to be blowouts. I'm saying one game. Will be a blowout. Some games will be close. I'm just saying at the end of the day. Dallas will, will win. Excuse me. Because you. Of course, thing is not that healthy, yes. But he's still an asset that they can use on the court. Poor, uh, Luka Doncic is amazing. Luka Doncic wills his way. And if he's scoring 30 points a game, you're not winning. If he's getting 7 rebounds per game, you're not winning. If he gets 7 assists per game, you're not winning. It's just as simple as that. And they, they do have Dylan Brooks. They have John, uh, John Moran. They do have Jonas V. But still, at the end of the day, you're facing the Mavericks with a Euro League player that was facing grown adults that he should have been in college. And he's absolute rock star. He's just a tough guy to defend and play. The dude's awesome. So I don't think you're going to be able to stop him. So that will lead us to the conference finals. Yes, the conference finals. So that will lead us to Dallas against Phoenix, the fifth and second seed. Um... That is going to be a very interesting matchup if happened. And I'm kind of hoping that it does. Here's why. Because you see Luka Doncic go up against Devin Booker. You see Kristaps Porzingis go up against um, DeAndre and then Chris Paul would be able to feed your entire bench, right? That's how, that's how I see it. Because the Mavs, yes, they don't have many good players. But they have some of a good bench, and they have two. They have one good part, but injuries have killed them. But the Irish just a superstar in Luka Doncic. And the Suns, depending on how they play against the Lakers, and if they get to the second round, now to this round, you would have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayn going up against their uh, free, and then the bench. If you do it correctly, if you do it smartly, it seems like the very good chance of having a winning. And I can see this going to a game seven. 
And if it's in a game seven, I can see Phoenix winning it. See, if they have a game seven at Phoenix, oh, they're winning it. Because home court advantage, home court advantage is amazing. And with fans here, it's also a very, very good chance of winning. Because having fans here helps so much. So I'll actually be taking Phoenix in seven. I would love to see the Luka Doncic against uh, Devin Booker matchup. Just because we saw that in the NBA bubble twi twice. And we saw Devin Booker wield his way for a potential shot in the pause. However, the, uh, the Nets lost because they couldn't hit a game winner. We couldn't play a game correctly. But besides that, that's what I want to see. Now, on to the Eastern Conference. Yes, the Eastern Conference. But, boy, uh, boy, oh, boy. So, with that stance being said, who's going to face the potential Phoenix Suns in the finals? Here we go. You ready? We're going to start with the two, with the second and seventh seed team. Uh, with the team matchups, which would be Brooklyn against Boston. I'm, if you have not been paying attention so far to that series, and I blame you because there's like, there's like, like so many matchups happening and so many things moving, correct? I would take the Brooklyn Nets within four. In four games, a sweep, a blowout, everything. Because the first two games, boom, dropped them. Already 2 and 0. Why? So it's just dominant over the over Celtics. They're crumbling because when you have um, Katie, uh, Blake Griffin, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, uh, Dinwiddie, and everybody else on that team being a power horse, you can't beat that. And they've been getting blown out. This past game, I believe it was 22 points. And Joe Harris... Went off for a spectacular 22 points. I don't know how many first, but he was cooking. Every single free he was taking was more likely to go in anything else. And I'm just, I'm just going to be blunt. I'm taking the bust, uh, Celtics to lose, Nets to win all the way without a shadow down my mind. It may not be a sweep, but it's how it's looking. And in my opinion, the Celtic, uh, Celtics... But might just prolong their own uh, self-destruct. Oh, self-destruction. Um, next one. <laughs> okay, another sweep. Um, we're going to do the third and sixth seed. That's actually going to be Milwaukee against Miami. Oh, boy. Oh, come on. Again, Milwaukee's up by two. The Bucks, the Yon's led, the Chris Middleton led, um, Drew Holiday led, Bucks are going up against the Jimmy Buckets, Tower Hero, Bam on Bio, Lead Heat. The series are 2 nothing Bucks. I believe the Bucks are just going to take it the rest of the way, finish out these next two games. The Heat have been very disappointing. This past game losing an entire blowout. Um, already they, were all, they were losing by 30 before half. And then... Just pure frustration seen on the face of Jamie Buckets, on everybody. Eric Spolstra was not ready to see that, especially in the first game when Jimmy Buckets tied the game, win the overtime loss by two. That was manageable, but this one was just a complete blowout. 
And we saw Giannis explode. We saw Chris Middleton go for a game. We saw Drew Holiday go for a game. And everybody else. So, long story short, I don't see the Miami Heat being a big threat in these final two games. That's why I'm taking Milwaukee all the way. And real quick, before we get into our two matchups in the first round, before we move to the second round, the third round, finals, I just want to say that if anybody thinks that there is a different, that this should go different, they want their, if they want a certain team to go a different way, just start hitting us up on social media, like Twitter, like Instagram, like Facebook, because we like to start those conversations, so we like to have interaction, especially with the POS, because this is a fan-based um, playoff time, and just so many of the um, POS are filled with fans getting back into the arena. They love to have conversations with fans like the Knicks, Hawks, Celtics, Suns, Lakers, and whoever else. Hey, if your team didn't make it to the playoffs, just go watch the next best, uh, worst team, right? Okay, moving on to the fourth and fifth seed team. We have the Knicks against the Hawks. This one's actually pretty good. This one's pretty good. I like this matchup. I watched game one. I was pretty emotional about the game. I was at a restaurant eating, and I saw the game was on, so I watched the entire fourth quarter. And down to the final seconds, we saw Derek Rose hit a beautiful uh, hit a beautiful floater. Could not have gone in any better. I thought we were gonna win. Well, it was a game time shot, right? So we are gonna have a shot to go into the play, uh, uh, overtime, or not. And it was not. We ultimately lost when Trey Young hit a floater of his own. Getting past uh, the wing, getting past the guy guarding him at the wing, going up, rising up, doing a beautiful floater, no time remaining. Bang! What a buzzer beater as that went in. That was crushing. You had to be there to witness that because on that huge flat screen TV, I couldn't believe it. I saw we were going to go into overtime, but I forgot what they had Trey Young. So, yeah, that was game one. That was pretty exciting. Game two is actually tonight. I believe, like, around 4-6. I can't remember. Either way, even with that upsetting loss, the, um, Joyce Randall, Tom Thibodeau, Derrick Rose, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, if he's still on that team, I don't care. I believe the Knicks are going to take it in 6. Going to have this a fun matchup. It'll go, like, uh, Hawks, Knicks, Hawks, Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. Right, it's always going to end in Knicks. I see it will be pretty competitive in each game, but ultimately, I think the Knicks are going to take the series just because I think they're the better matchup team. Trey Young can only do so much, John Collins can only do so much. Right, Clint Capel is still there, whoever the big man is, still there. It's gonna it's gonna be an interesting series. It's gonna be an interesting game tonight. But ultimately, I think the Knicks are going to go and face in the second round. That's how I really do think about it. Okay, what should be a blowout? What should be a sweep? I'm not gonna give the satisfaction of my first sweep in the first round. Okay, last one we have of the first round we have. 76ers against Washington. First and eighth seed battling now. 
I have Philly going in five. I should not be able. To, I shouldn't explain this matchup. Why? Because if you watch game one, it was a poor showing for the Wizards. They can't prove on all things defense and offensively, especially just because of what was happening, especially in the final minutes. They cracked under pressure and just could not keep up. Russell Westbrook and Brad Beal balled out. You had some other guys there. But ultimately, the Ben Simmons, Joel beat Tobias Harris-led team, sealed the deal. And Tobias Harris went off like 30 points. Best game ever, like in his career playoffs. So I'm actually taking Philly, who's up one nothing right now. Game two's tonight. Winning against Washington. Yes, um, my Washington Wizards will be losing in five games. Because here's how I think it's going to go. Wizards win tonight. Next three games going to be Philly. We should be able to create some buzz for the series. But in the Philadelphia uh, 76ers ran by Darren Morey and Doc Rivers. We just sealed the deal on the coffin and put them away. The go face in the second round. Okay, since we're just talking about the 76ers now, I will continue with that. And and if we go off the bracket on your screen right now, or if it's on audio, you just have to keep hearing me talk, you'll see the 76ers against the Knicks. Woo! Um, that was a... Uh, I was going to say it was a close game. No. Again, just like the Wizards, the Knicks, I don't believe, have the firepower. They have the spirit, but I don't think they'll have the capabilities of keeping up with the 76ers. Because, you got to remember, this is their first time being in the playoffs. First time all working together. Tom Thibodeau is a fresh uh, coach for New York. Wow. You, wow, the same thing can be said about Philly. All those players played with each other, and they've had momentum up to this point. So that's why I'm taking Philly in five. I just don't think Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, Derrick Rose, Adobe Toppin, uh, whoever else you have on there, will be able to get the job done. And that's why I'm taking the number one seed, Philly, over them in five games. I think the Knicks will either win their game in the first game or fourth game, if that is possible. And this is all speculation right now because I have no idea if it's going to come out for fruition. But this is what we have right now. So, still, in the Eastern Conference, we now have Bucks against Brooklyn in the second round. Man, I'm excited for that. I I would be so excited for that. And I believe this is one of the matchups that will come true. And I believe I can actually predict this one. Why? Because both sides have a lot of firepower. A lot of them have good defense. They have a lot of good offensive players. Not so much defensive. I get that they added P.J. Tucker just so for a little defensive help. But he's not going to do a whole lot. Defensively, he will. Offensively, he won't. Uh, for the Nets, they got P.L. Expense for Dinwiddie. That's going to be able to do it. Joe Harris a little bit. Different things like that. Blake Griffin, sure, you can throw him in the mix for defensively. Excuse me. But all my I think this is going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and go up to 7th. Go up to 7th game of 
this series, and that's why like when you're going to have Brooklyn being boxed, I love to see like a game winner OT or just in the regular fourth quarter, and we just see uh, James Harden rising up or Kyrie or KD, or even Joe Harris, I'll take Joe Harris, and getting that game winner, just having that nice close game, but because I've seen the pattern Bucks against the Nets, Giannis against KD, Drew Holiday against Kyrie, Chris Middleton against James Harden. To me, that's going to be special, and I believe that can draw in a lot of high uh, ratings for viewerships. Maybe get it for 4 or 5 million people. Get really excited, especially for Game 7. They keep going back and forth. Having Boonholzer against Nash, head coaching-wise. That, that would be very special to me. That would be something that would get... Crowds popping, especially with the fans back. Going to Brooklyn, going to Milwaukee, fans roaring. Everybody's ready. Crowds filling, the players filling, the coaches ready. Announcement, commentators, everybody's in. It's a tight game, close game, score-wise, officiating-wise, everything-wise, right? So that's what I'll be for that. I wouldn't mind Milwaukee taking it, but I see Brooklyn taking it just because you set up this big free so you can have this dominant effect, and you don't want to lose in the second round, especially with a, a predominant big free for what people have been calling it. So that was where we're at. And now for 76ers against Brooklyn. Woo! Also a good one. That'll be a number one and number two seed team going up against each other. Ooh, this would also be a good one. I would love to see Brooklyn taking this within six. Why? Because we have Brooklyn against Philly, Simmons against Kyrie, Embiid against KD, and just Tobias Harris going up against Harden. Just, just doing this hypothetically. Not saying these will be the matchups. Not saying all oh, just going off of pure fun and whatnot. That would be fun. They're free against they're free. And you have like Blake Griffin in the background with Seth Curry. Um, not Seth Curry. With whoever else they have in the background. To me, that would be tons of fun. To me, I would love to see that. I think that also draw in about 2 or 3 million people. Depending on how far they go and how far the blowouts are. I like for them to keep a close game. I don't know. I don't know, but that would be fun for me to see. But ultimately, I'm taking Brooklyn and six because of the predominant big free of everyone's calling them and the fact that they would probably be able to outscore and out-edge the Philadelphia 76ers, and I almost call them the Philadelphia Eagles. Nope, that's football. We're talking about basketball. So, we finally got to it. We finally got to the big one, and this is the NBA Finals. Wow. Um, so I, I, my mind was going through so many things, and the Suns, depending on how Chris Paul is, you're dragging through everything against the Lakers, against the Nuggets, against the uh, Dallas Mavericks, to now go against Brooklyn. I think Chris Paul, if he survives, will give out. I don't think he'll be up to his full good self. Devin Booker will have nerves because first NBA Finals ever. So would everyone else. They would get locked in. But ultimately, I'll have Brooklyn winning a five. And if that's the case, I like to see Brooklyn win the first two games. Uh, Suns win this uh, third game. 
And that's how they close it out with Brooklyn winning the last two. That's how that's how that's how I'll see it. And it's not because I don't think the Suns are cable. I think they're very cable. But then again, but there again, like the 76ers, I think they'll get out edged. I think they'll get outscored, out just jousted offensively. I think made have many defensive errors just because of how good James Harden is of drawing fouls. Uh, Kyrie Irving's handles and Kevin Durant's uh, toughness on the court. But that that's pretty much how I'm feeling. That's pretty much how I'm thinking. I hate to say it because I love the Phoenix Suns. I put them in this. But I put them in this bracket to succeed. And that's how I would see it, right? So I wish it would be like Game 7, but I just don't see it. I can only see the Suns squeeze out one win. Maybe two, but one just because of the sake uh, uh, of the bracket. So, yeah. Well, I'll be taking Brooklyn and five over the Suns. Just dominance everywhere. So, with that being said, that was the first of three brackets. And by the time that this is going, I'm actually going to super speed this. Meaning, what does that mean? Everything I'm doing here, I'm now just going to come over and just super speed this without giving so much um, in-depth stuff. Because all of the matchups are the same. Not really, but you get where I'm going. Because of the first round whatnot, because I can't control the first round. So, okay. Let's start on the... This is my second bracket, and I kind of want to see... Where this could take us. So if you're seeing this on the screen, you're gonna be seeing similar matchups in the first round. Can't control that. Some familiar teams everywhere, but yes. So in the Eastern Conference, we have Brooklyn against Celtics. Original original like we did in the first bracket. We predicted Brooklyn winning all the way. I'm still keeping that. I'm still keeping the Milwaukee Heat series in the East with Milwaukee winning four. Um I'm having Knicks against Hawks winning in six. Just because what we're talking about, 76ers against Washington. I'm actually going to give them a game more in six now. So we have some more of that. Then we'll have 76ers against Knicks. And you can see where, like, where I'm going with this. Right. And I'm also going to say that's going to be in six. And they're going to come down to the third and second seed. Like about with... Um, in second round with Brooklyn against Milwaukee. Again, I'm taking the uh, Brooklyn Nets all the way because I just think from my reasoning then to now, it would be a really fun game, but ultimately the Nets would just clobber them because to me, the Bucks are not a playoff team. They're a very good team, but in the past years, recent memory, not so much. Then you would see this, 76ers against Brooklyn in seven games. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm taking Philly in seven games. Because what if? What if there's this miracle that Philly's actually able to rise above Steve Nash's super team? What is called? Imagine if we can see a new day, a new dawn for Philly with Doc Rivers, with Darren Moore, with Ben Simmons, and Joel B to do it with Tobias Harris coming right behind them. Do you imagine what that would be? For Philly, they'll actually have a team to be proud of and not the once-in-a-lifetime Eagles with sad Nick Foles. 
Do you see what would happen if they were able to go to the NBA Finals? I don't know how long. So that's why I'm going to give Philly the edge in seven games. It's going to be back and forth. In, se- in the seventh game, it's going to be all glory. It's going to be all out. It's going to be take that move for everyone. Everyone's going to be getting 20 points or more. Back-to-back, shooting, missing, shooting, missing, rebounding, playing hard ball. Fouls are going to be tight. There's going to be some uh, fouls that will just be like, go. We're just going to let the guys play. But ultimately, Joel Embiid will secure the seventh game for Philly. So now if you go over to if you go over to this. So real quick, I'm just going to run through the games that we talked through again. Just because of the matchups, besides the ones that are different, I'm taking. I'm taking Memphis in six over Utah. We discussed that. Dallas in five. I gave the Clippers a game. Right, just because you never know. But I gave Dallas to win at five, but then, um, yeah, and then I, oh well, then you gotta remember, this was during this was during game one. Uh, this was during game one. Um, and this was actually the one I was doing during game one slash afterwards. Why? This was after game one. Remember when I said. Before po- before the playoffs, I did my first one. After game one, I did a new bracket after game two. And this is my game one. And this game one has Portland winning by four, which is wrong. Which is wrong. I'm sorry. I, I already got one prediction wrong. So I had Portland winning by four. Portland the winner, but not by four. Because remember, I did this by after game one, because I wanted to see which one be able to accurately predict these the best. So Portland, after game one, we went on the next three, which is incorrect. But for the sake of this, let's just continue, because they won't even be alive for much longer. If you're looking on YouTube, Rumble, or Daily Motion, slash Quartz Heat for all of them, or just look us up. So then we'll have Phoenix against LAL. Wow, I can't say it. Phoenix against the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm still taking Phoenix in six. Still taking Phoenix to be the winner. Still taking it. I'm still taking it. Because I still believe the Phoenix Suns have some hope left in them to take this. Because the series is not over. Series begins when you lose a game on your home turf, on your home court, right? And this is where it gets fun. Uh, Dallas against uh, Memphis. I gave Dallas in six. Dallas still the winner, right, but I gave Memphis two games to win. Just a little something more. Not a complete blowout, but this way, make it interesting, right? But I didn't pull in against the, excuse me, I'm sorry. Pull in against the Suns. And that one, I actually did something really interesting. I had Phoenix take him all the way to a game seven. And in that game seven, Phoenix would win because I think the no defense Portland Trailblazers would quickly evaporate without defense. I think they'll quickly dry up with all resources because it's been proven. No matter how many times Damian Lord scores or CJ McCollum scores or Carmelo Anthony scores or Nerfix scores or whoever scores, it's going to be enough because they don't play defense. So it's just, 
is just carrying off what they're scoring. It's just going to allow the Suns to be better, more dominant, more bold in their actions. With or without Chris Paul, or as I like to call him, CP3. So I have things at 7. Something interesting, something new. Never seen that matchup before. So I'm very proud of that one. <laughs> so then this one... Mavs against Phoenix. I've actually taken Phoenix to win a seven. And let me just say this. In the first two brackets, this is not me being biased with the Suns. This is actually me being very unbiased with them. Because I've been critical of them before. And I've been very high on them before. And I actually believe they can make it all the way through. And you have to remember, this was in these first two brackets pre-Chris Paul injury. So I was going for all my sayings. Pre-plus or after game one. And I even took into Chris Paul. But after hearing all the news. That he's going to be okay. That's why I made it this way. But. I, I'm still taking the Suns very high. Because I believe this is the team. That the NBA is going to love. NBA fans. That's, they're going to love and fear at the same time. Depending on if you're on their side. Or against them. So I'm taking Phoenix in seven. And now it'll leave us with the number one seed and the number two seed going at it. And you ready? It's going to be Philly against Phoenix. The two P's going after each other. Like, okay. okay maybe I can't say that. It just seems awkward. <laughs> uh, wow. Cause I, yeah. The two P's. I get it because of guys, guys like Phoenix and Philly. Still. Oh, well. Um, uh, scratch that. But we have Phoenix against Philly, the two teams that did very well, I'm doing this in a thriller. I'm doing this, for, I'm not doing like the last one where the Phoenix Suns were in the NBA Finals and they lost within five games and they were only able to score one, pick up one. No, I'm doing Phoenix in seven because I believe Devin Booker can now last Ben Simmons. I believe DeAndre Ayn can now last, uh, what's his name, Joel Beat. I believe Chris Paul, depending if he's still here or not can outlast Tobias Harris easily as a facilitator, easily as a scorer, easily just as minutes go. So that one's going to be easy for me. In seven games, non-buys, just saying, hey, uh, Philly's good, but not good enough to beat uh, the Phoenix in the long haul, especially if they're playing in Phoenix's Talking Stick Resort. It might I say, I found out yesterday because I was listening to parts of the Phoenix game, um, on 98.7 FM, Al McCoy, yes, that's the broadcaster, that's the commentator for the Phoenix Suns game, which I love, which I love listening to because he's just amazing by his play-by-play, commentating and whatnot. I didn't realize the man was 88. He doesn't sound like he's 88. I, I thought he was 60-65. I, I was telling my dad that, I'm like, because my dad thought he was in his 70s. Mid-70s, right? I saw he was in his mid to late 60s. No, this man's 88. I'm like, what? This dude's 88. He doesn't even sound like that. He does sound old just because over time. But the man's 88. This man has only missed one. One game of commentary for the Phoenix Suns. In his... I don't know how long. Like, in his uh, 34 plus... Rather, 30 plus year career of commenting. Imagine if you had a player like that one who only missed one game. The dude's 88 still commentating games. That, that's pretty significant. And that's like all at the 
playoff games that we had. Uh, preseason games, yes, post uh regular season games. I was I, I can't believe I was to say postseason. I've been in postseason for almost a decade. But he's thinking about it. he's seen everything in the NBA. He's seen the Phoenix Suns when they were created to Charles Barkley being in the NBA Finals against our Phoenix Suns. No, with our Phoenix Suns. Ugh, almost got that wrong. And then now in the playoffs after a decade, that's pretty significant. So yeah, that's just something cool I saw I was gonna pick up. And if you don't believe me, look up Al McCoy. Al McCoy spelled A L. M-C-C-O-Y. I'm McCoy. Look him up. It's pretty cool that he's 88 years old and still doing this. Man. Um, I don't know many 88-year-olds that's still commentating the game. Well, besides that, let's move on to our third and final bracket. Remember, um, this one is a longer video. Just from the standpoint, we have three different brackets. And I'm sorry if number two felt rushed, but with all the same matchups, why do you want me to hear? Why do you guys want to hear the same stuff repeated? But I'm I'm pretty confident that a lot of different fans are gonna like my fur my first and fur bracket, like I said in the beginning, because this one was after game two. This is where I was able to assess everything. Remember, if you guys are listening on YouTube, Daily Motion, Rumble, look at your screen right now, cause you're Bracket's about to show up right now. Okay, third bracket's up. Remember, first round? Yeah, first round is first round. <laughs> right? I can't change it. So, we're going to start in the Eastern Conference. Again, with Philly against Washington. And we're going to take Philly in four. Neither like the Wizards winning a game. Uh, there's a uh, second game playing tonight. Like I said, schedules do vary, and I wanted to get this video out here. So, before the second game was able to be played, I just wanted to make these things because second game's tonight and doesn't really matter, right? So, I have Philly in four. I have New York in six against Atlanta. I have Milwaukee in four against Heat. And I have Brooklyn against Boston. Bro- uh, Brooklyn in four. Like, see, it's not that much different. But here we go. I'm just going to get past this one. Uh, Brooklyn at, in seven. Brooklyn in seven. I'm, I've already explained my reasoning. Oh, past, past two uh, brackets. I don't think the Bucks are a puff team. Especially not for the Nets. I think the Nets will draw more. That's why I'm, ta- that's why I'm taking that. It would be a smarter and safer bet to choose. I'm actually very, very excited for this one. Uh, <laughs> Philly against New York. And if you're looking at your screen right now, remember, if you're on one of our streaming platforms, you can actually get that um, with New York Knicks. The Knicks at six, in six, against the Philadelphia 76. So let's just say Philly's not having it. They're not feeling it. They're just, the Knicks are just going off. R.J. Barrett's looking like an all-star. Joyce Randall's pounding it to the ground. Why not? Then you just see uh, Derrick Rose, Adobe Toppin, their air rookies, coming in and lighting it up. Boom, boom, boom. They drop him within six, four, and two. And the Knicks move on. Now, 
That would be really interesting to see. Not saying it's going to happen, but it would be really interesting. At least the Knicks and Sandy made it past two rounds. But I think it's just happened. I think the Knicks fans, Knicks front office just happened to say they actually made it to the playoffs. Actually made it to above 500 uh, spot on the record. So in the record books, that's like a win-win. That's like their NBA Finals. That's like the gold right there. It's like the Holy Grail. Now you have uh, Knicks against Brooklyn. And I was really unfair to the Knicks on this one. Um, I have Brooklyn winning in five. Yeah, here's the thing. Brooklyn against the Knicks. I'm going to take the Brooklyn, not, Brooklyn Nets nine out of ten of the times. Why? Because Brooklyn's better. Better pieces. Better matchups. Better chemistry. Coaching. Uh, one was a player. One was a head coach, right? So, things do vary, but overall, the Nets are just going to pound them if this does happen. Not saying this matchup will happen because 76 are still up there, and that's a very high amount to climb. And very, very tall success to try to get. Right, but I'm taking Brooklyn in five. So, that means, that means, my friend, that we'll see Brooklyn in the NBA Finals. So now, I'm also interested in this one. And this is where I said, this is my what if. This is after game two, my what ifs. Like, what if this could happen with all these different teams? It, could this happen? This is where questions started to flow. I actually took Utah in six. Let's say Donovan Mitchell's fine. He's balling out. You have Rudy Gobert making jaw-dropping moves on defense, blocking the crud out of John Moran. And Dylan Brooks and Jonas V. Um, you have Utah moving six. Then Dallas wins at five, right? Dallas Clippers. Come on now. We've already been talking about this. That has not really changed for my position. So then you have Utah against Dallas. But hold on. Like we were discussing before, with Denver against Portland, I have Denver winning by seven. So let's just say they'll go face the winners of the Lakers against Sons. Now, this one's very interesting. Let's say it all goes downhill from here. The Suns, what if uh, Chris Paul's not going to be able to recover fully, which he's not right now. He's not looking currently. But let's just say the Suns are just really getting banged up. This is what we've seen last year in the past where Portland and the Rockets went one, but then within the next four games, they just slashed them down to size, and they took them, they went over them, and they just dominated them. That's what I'm feeling like to what the Lakers can do. In this third and final bracket, I'm taking the Lakers in five over Phoenix. And that's just like with all these what's ifs, if Chris Paul can't really do this, if Devin Booker's not feeling anymore, Bench is found defense. LeBron James is turning on, cooking it. AD is coming in, and all these different things. And it has happened before, as a recent memory of last year. So different things are happening. That's that's a very ideal situation. And many many fans are scared of fear and don't want to have to regret seeing. So in that so in that scenario. We'll see the Lakers against the Nuggets. One that we saw last season, I believe. Where we'll have Lakers in four. Come on, I don't got to explain it. When, when it's AD and LeBron against Jokic and Gordon. Gordon's not good. Get rid of him. But then when you have Jokic, huh, 
Sorry going two on one without your partner Jamal Murray. So I'm taking the sweep uh LAL, Los Angeles Lakers, and four, and then Utah against Dallas Mavericks. Again, if Donovan Mitchell's up to it, everybody around is rallying, and they beat the um the um Dallas Mavericks, and they beat Luka Doncic because Chris Porzingis was just not feeling anymore. Injuries were hurting him. Just not living up to his full potential of that series. And we just have all these different factors. And this one-man gang can't work anymore. And then you have Rudy Gobert in a semi-healed Donovan Mitchell in their semi-good bench. That, that would be a huge factor to it. Because, as always, we got fear. How much can Luka Doncic do on his own? So far against the Clippers, Kerr real-time, he's doing perfect. But can that hold up in a later series against harder adversaries? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll have to check that out. But in this first final bracket, I have Utah in six, which means they would have to, Utah would have to go play the Lakers. Um, featuring LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, uh, CP, uh, KCP, THT, Alex Caruso, Dennis Schroeder, and whoever else they have on there. Uh, sure, long and short of it, I would take the Lakers in six just because of more dominant pieces. Don Mitchell's not fully healthy, or this could have gone a different way. And wearing tear on his ankle, sprained right ankle, can always come back and hurt really bad. And that's like one of the things. And if the Lakers are really cooking like they did last season, like they come back, they won four, they won four one against the Suns. Then they did it with the Nuggets. Then they're doing it now. Like take it from last season with the Rockets, Trailblazers, go down one nothing, went four, go down one nothing, went four. Back to back series went like that. And then they just made their way towards the final. That's how they pretty much did it. So that's how I'm pretty much trying to lay back up the scenario. With Brooklyn, uh, with Brooklyn against the Lakers. Brooklyn, Los Angeles, Nets, Lakers with everybody. That one would be really interesting to see if I put this one in a different way. I would think it's time for the big free to shine. I think Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. With Blake Griffin, wins the title in five games, leaves LeBron James and Anthony Davis speechless, as it would be great revenge for Kyrie Irving, as uh, him and LeBron left on bad notes from the departure in Cleveland. Uh, Kevin Durant always had beef with LeBron James when it was Warriors and Cavs, Cavaliers. Uh, then James Harden, yeah, James Harden, um, he died. Uh, He'll just do his double step back move. Not get called for the travel. Yeah, we'll all be good. Ball during side, this would be really cool to see. I would like to see it in game seven. Ball on so I can see Brooklyn in five. That's my honest reaction. True feelings on that one. And it would be interesting to see if those if these shape up because all three of these brackets are very, very good. Like, very good. And I would like to see what this can actually be because we have three different scenarios for, f we have all these different scenarios for all these different brackets. 
But most of the first round matchups are the same. Especially the Bucks, Heat, Celtics, uh, Nats, and everyone else. It, um, uh, Wizards are um, iffy. Like, they're like up and down. Like, what if? You have these, uh, you just have all these different uh, key moving parts. So it's going to be very interesting in my eyes. And I believe this is going to be a very good and fantastic NBA pause leading into the NBA finals, leading into free agency period, and into the draft of all the combines with the scouting, the training, and different things like that. So with that being said, we are finally done as we went through all the brackets. Broke down each and every single one from blowouts, the sweeps, to good matchups, the ratings, to close nail biters, to interesting NBA Fonsu Suns looking good on our bracket papers, to Big Free potentially being something, to LeBron and AD being struck by fear and utter shock. We pretty much covered everything. And I believe that is it. Um, see you guys for listening or for watching panel, which if you're on YouTube, Daily Motion, Rumble, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, we're pretty much everywhere. If you now just search yourself with one word or three individual words, can't remember which one it was, you get all of our Twitter feed, all of our feeds from social media, all of our links, everything just from one click of a button, plus We'll have all the exclusive membership content and whatnot with the links down below. Well, we'll see you on the next video.